0: I think the the common theme here and, and what I'm going to keep going back to is uh, it's all about prioritizing you know even we so with COVID and everything we were so we got out of school right before spring break there in March March was it yeah and so um, we started Austin and I looked at each other and we're like all right well this is a perfect time to start landscaping so we took advantage of that and um, we just started using our time. And, and yeah, I'm totally with you on the efficiency is everything. So whether it's a, a hot summer day and we're working seven eight hours out in the sun landscaping, it doesn't matter. I, I know that I still need to come home and put in a couple hours into the ketchup business. And so that's kind of how it's been this summer. Now, flashback to the school year. We didn't do any landscaping during the school year. We wanted to, you know, be able to still focus enough on school. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's really, it's really like, do you have the stomach for it? Like, if, if you want to, to run a business or to run two businesses and go to school at the same time, it's like, you, you just got to have the stomach for it. And you got to be able to, it's, it's a lot of work. It's, it's a lot of stress sometimes, but you got to know that you're the only one or you're one of very few doing this. And if people always say, if you want to live a 1% lifestyle, you got to work like the 1%. So I, I've always been about just, it's it's all about working hard. Um, I just put something out on LinkedIn and I just, uh, it's I, it was literally when in doubt, work. That's kind of been my thoughts lately. Um Because work will usually never do you wrong.
1: Yo, 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 Next Level Development listeners, thank you for tuning in. My name is Jalen Sanders, and today I am joined with
2: Carlos Urdoneta.
1: And today we have an extremely, extremely informative episode, and I'm really excited to jump right in. So a brief little recap about our last two episodes when Carlos discussed two weeks ago about the Pomodoro Technique, and he talked a lot about mastering your time, learning how to maximize the efficiency of your time, and learning how to complete tasks in a very timely manner. And then last week, we briefly discussed a lot about finding your hustle. What ultimately defines a hustle? How can you use your properly managed time to find a hustle? Are you gonna need to make more income? Are you gonna need to better yourself in a certain area? And these are all questions that, you know, we felt as though we've answered And it's, you know, a lot of the responsibility is placed on you, listener, to really decide that for you. And I thought that this episode would be a great opportunity to bring in one of my colleagues, uh, soon to be college student, uh, college uh, teammate, college business partner, college, some of everything. One of my good friends, Reed Kastner Lang. He's coming all the way from Wisconsin uh, to do this interview. Reed, we're really excited to have you. Uh, Reed actually started a landscaping business his freshman year, making money there. And he also has a pretty, pretty well accomplished catch-up business as well. So we have a serial entrepreneur. So I'm really excited to have him here uh, on
0: the show with us.
1: Reed, welcome.
0: Thank you very much for having me.
1: So, Reed, you know, Carlos and I talked a lot about you know time management, about finding your hustle. Now can you tell us a little bit about yourself and you know, how you started and what essentially motivates you, motivated you to uh, get started?
0: Right, so I guess I'll back up to the five, six, seven, eight years old, uh, around that era. So I've always been about making money since elementary school. And I've always been about setting myself apart from the pack. And so I started out with selling golf balls, lemonade and brownies to the golfers on the golf course that I grew up on. And so that kind of expanded to, to going to rummage sales and, and picking up uh, items at rummage sales for cheap and reselling them on Facebook and eBay. And that transitioned to some more of the service work. So I started in seventh or eighth grade, I started just doing manual labor for, for neighbor, neighbors and, uh, and family members and things like that. So a lot of different types of yard work and stuff. And so at the end of freshman year, my neighbor and lifelong friend, Austin Ryan, and I started a landscaping business, which is called Lock Lane Services. And Lock Lane is the street that we live on. And we basically started walking door to door on our street, handing out business cards and saying that this is what we do. And what we do is basically we can do anything. Um, we, we do basically all the things that the larger, uh, more established landscaping companies won't do. So we we advertise ourselves as we can do pretty much anything, whether it's if you're if you're going to pay us 20 bucks an hour to pick up dog poop, we'll do it. <laughs> we'll do we'll do pretty much anything. So, uh, yeah, so we just started kind of reaching out to to people on our street. There's only about 12 houses, but that got us a start. And so. After that, we started just going around our, our small town of, of about 2,000 and uh, and going door to door, handing out business cards, letting them know what we do. And basically, since then, we've been working this Lock Lane Services gig every summer, spring, and summer, and fall even a little bit uh, for the past three years. So, um, freshman, sophomore, junior, and now senior year, we've been putting a lot of time into that. and. So we've increased our rates uh, steadily. We started at $10 an hour, like I said, freshman year, um, moved to $12 an hour sophomore year, 15 an hour junior year, and senior year, we're now making $20 an hour when we're doing uh, per hour, and we do a lot of quotes too on jobs. And I'm not saying this um, in any way to, to brag or anything, but I am saying that it is possible to to make more money than you ever thought was possible if you just ask and if you if you if you identify your skill set and you're able to provide to provide value to other people whether it's doing landscaping or consulting in some manner, um, there's ways to make pretty decent money, and so that's pretty much the overview of the landscaping business. I'll jump into the ketchup business a little bit here, so. End of sophomore year, spring, mid to end of sophomore year, um, I heard about a couple kids talking about starting a ketchup business, and I've always, like I said, I've always been super entrepreneurial. So these were kids that that I wasn't great friends with, but I, I was acquaintances with. So I reached out to them. I said, I want to learn more about this ketchup business. I want in. I had no idea what it was. I, I you know, I like ketchup, but I'm not, I was never super passionate about about health foods or condiments or anything like that. But I reached out to them, to Evan, and I wanted to hear his story. And so he told me a story about how in 2015, he actually underwent open heart surgery to fix a congenital heart defect known as atrial septal defect. And so that it basically, it's a hole in your heart. And so basically, that inspired him to start thinking about creating healthier foods for heart patients and when we started talking um end of sophomore year there we started thinking about okay well what foods could be healthier in general because I had been on a little bit of a health kick that earlier that year I went three months off of added sugar and lost 30 pounds and so I was kind of I was kind of fired up about that so um we started talking, we realized that there's very few healthy ketchups. There's very few organic, no sugar added ketchups. And that's kind of how we found our niche. So today we're the only organic, no sugar added sweetened ketchup in the world. There are other organic, no sugar added ketchups, but they're unsweetened. And in my opinion, they just aren't up to par on taste. And so We spent all of that sophomore going into junior year summer, all of junior year developing our recipe, 87 batches to find our perfect blend. Um, So pretty much, you know, three, four, five nights a week uh, meeting up and and working on the recipe. Um, We also completed a 30 page 9000 word business plan, which really helped us get a firm understanding of the market and actually our business plan. And as it turns out, it's actually kind of turned out to a T on what we've followed the, the following uh, about year, year and a half. And so we, we spent our time doing that. We actually received first place at the regional and state FBLA, Future Business Leaders of America, competitions. And so uh, in addition to that, we were becoming licensed to sell by the state, which was a, actually a long and tedious process. And we can get more into that later too. That was that interesting little side side anecdote on that that I'll have. But um, uh, and achieving USDA organic certification. So that all of these were very long, uh, laborious processes, and but we were able to pull it off by uh, July 19th of last summer. And we actually had our first farmers markets, the first farmers market, the following day. Uh, July 20th we did it um, at the Delafield Farmers market, which is right in the, the center of our community. It's not a huge market, but it, it worked well for us. We did over $900 in sales that first day. and basically we, we, we got pretty excited about it. You know We're like, okay, we've done a lot of this, this bulk work getting up to this point about you know about a year and a half of work just to get to the point of selling. And we're like, okay, this is pretty exciting. So since then, we've got into 15 small boutique retailers. Uh, we've had about $15,000 in sales, and a lot of our sales have actually came from farmers markets. Um, but but looking forward, so so in the past, we we were producing ourselves at a our, at a commercial kitchen in in Dousman, which is right in our community as well, and. Looking forward, we're going to be transitioning here to a co-packer production uh, because transitioning to college, Evan and I are both going to the University of Miami with Jalen. And transitioning to college, we're not going to have the time to produce ourselves, and so we're going to be we're going to be partnering with a, a co-packer here. We're actually going to have that that production run done in the next few weeks, and we're going to have about 6,600 plastic 20-ounce bottles as opposed to glass 12 ounce bottles. So that's going to be pretty huge for us. And our costs are going to be about the same. Um, so we're, we're going to be in pretty good shape here. So awesome. I guess I, I talked a lot, but uh, I tried to summarize pretty much everything as, as, as much as I could. So that, that's that's what I got.
1: Awesome. We would actually I'd like to break everything you, uh, you said uh, down into a few points. Uh, I took a few notes, and Carlos, we can all you can all state on questions. Yeah, but one was thing was that was I, I really was. gathered, uh, I really gathered from the first part of your, you know, of your you introducing yourself is, I'm gathering a, a hint of an entrepreneurial mindset. You know, at what point did you know that entrepreneurship was for you? Why didn't you opt to say, Hey, you know, I want to work for? a fast food restaurant or work for, you know, a farmer's market. What, what kind of went off in your head to say, Hey, I want to be able to own it rather than to, you know, work for someone else.
0: Right. To be honest, I'm going to be completely honest. And it was about money. It was about money back in the day. It was about money back in, you know, elementary, middle school. And it was about real me realizing that I'm already making a decent amount of money, just selling golf balls and selling these items on eBay doing things myself basically. And so I thought, if I've already been doing this, I already have a little bit of experience, why not just keep doing it? And I, I just saw that the opportunities are kind of endless when you're doing it for yourself. Like you're able to scale your worth, you're able to scale how much you're making, uh, what you're doing specifically, you're able to do it all on your own, which you're not necessarily able to do at a fast food joint. I worked, I, I got, my mom really wanted me to get a part-time job just so I could have like like some actual references. And I got a job at, at the golf course right by my house, making minimum wage uh, washing off the carts. And I ended up working twice, <laughs> twice there, and I was just like, "This is a complete waste of time. I could be making 20 an hour landscaping, not to mention working on the ketchup business, rather than making 725 slaving for someone else. Right. So, so that's basically that's basically entrepreneurship for me.
2: Right. Um, I wanted to ask one question. Um, I saw that with the landscaping business, you, you found a hole in the market, right? You, you alleviated some customers pain points, you solved their problems. But if I may ask why did you, after you did all your due diligence, why did you decide on landscaping?
0: Uh, at at like freshman year when we, when we first started. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So my business partner and I, Austin, we, we, uh, we've always been outside you know we didn't play video games growing up we, we were we were always playing outside working just we're we're always super hard workers and so we just saw this as kind of a great opportunity um and something that could scale something that that we'd be able to decide at our own rate and our family members kind of helped us out along the way because um because we live on on this golf course and a lot of these yards need a lot of work done that's kind of how we got started like we saw we saw literally the need of our next door neighbor and so probably you know uh eight out of twelve nine out of twelve of the houses there needed work done and so that's kind of how we we saw the need right there and we went straight to that now looking back there's probably a lot of other things ventures that we could have done but I would never regret it for a second. I think that it was still a super great experience.
2: That's awesome. So you, you stuck to your guns, you stuck to what you knew, um, and you you fixed a need in the market. So that's yep. great.
1: Awesome. Uh, I think you know, reverting some to outside of you know the actual details of the business. I would like to talk a little bit more about, you know, how you were able to now that you had found found your hustle, essentially, mm-hmm. and you knew what you wanted to do, you know, the money was coming in pretty nice. Now, how were you able to manage running a business, this is your first business back in the landscape, um, how were you able to manage that as well as being, you know, an accomplished student as well?
0: Right, so I think the the common theme here and, and what I'm gonna keep going back to is, uh, it's all about prioritizing, you know, even, we so, with COVID and everything we were so we got out of school right before spring break there in March March was it yeah and so um, we started Austin and I looked at each other and we we're like all right well this is a perfect time to start landscaping so we took advantage of that and um, we just started using our time and, and yeah I'm totally with you on the efficiency is everything so whether it's a hot summer day and we're working seven eight hours out in the sun landscaping, it doesn't matter. I I know that I still need to come home and put in a couple hours into the ketchup business, and so that's kind of how it's been this summer. Now, flashback to the school year, we didn't do any landscaping during the school year. We wanted to, you know be able to still focus enough on school, um, but but yeah, I mean it's really it's really like do you have the stomach for it like if, if you want to, to run a business or to run two businesses and go to school at the same time, it's like you, you just got to have the stomach for it. And you got to be able, to, it's, it's a lot of work. It's, it's a lot of stress sometimes, but you got to know that you're the only one or you're one of very few doing this. And if people always say, if you want to live a 1% lifestyle, you got to work like the 1%. So I, I've always been about just, it's, it's all about working hard. Um, I just put something out on LinkedIn, and I just—it's—it uh, was literally when in doubt, work. That's kind of been my thoughts lately, um, because work will usually never do you wrong. I like that. I like that too.
2: So, so going off of the of the time management, and of course, it's incredible—you know—managing ma- two businesses, keeping up with school. Mm. Um, I wanted to ask you: What are, are there any? strategies or techniques that you revert to to balance your time like i know you said prioritization right but uh, is there at any time where you sit down and you're like okay this is what i'm going to do in terms of time management
0: yeah so i would say as as organized as i may seem that's probably my biggest weakness um i i i think my biggest weakness is that i tend to to get kind of too spread thin at times. And as you would probably expect with the amount of different things that I'm, I'm working on, but it's just, it's trying, like I'm always trying to, to fight that. I'm always trying to fight that weakness by being organized. So I'm trying to wake up every single day and start sorting through all the different things that I need to get done and when I'm gonna get them done. So it's all, about, it's all about how organized I am, really. That's, that's, that's what it is for me.
1: And I think I have a question well, this is kind of be two questions wrapped up into one, but you know outside of time management and learning how to really organize and plan your day, have you identified any other weaknesses that you may have personally, and have you created a somewhat of a strategy or a plan to address those weaknesses?
0: Yeah, so I would say in general, um numbers have kind of been my weakness um in business finance but traditionally in school like math has always been kind of my weakness and so looking forward to college I've been you know thinking about what what I should major in. and at first it was like why do something even business related when I've already done all this business related stuff why not do something completely out of the box so I was thinking like psychology for a while because I I took psych this year and I was just I found it super interesting um and then I started reverting back to the business school. I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to be running a business in college and growing a business, I want to be surrounded by by business-minded people. So I started thinking, okay, well, what in the business school could I possibly do? And I thought, well, um, entrepreneurship, maybe, management, maybe, marketing, maybe. Those are all the things. Those are all like my things. Um, and then as I've been talking to a lot of other uh, different people lately, it's kind of, Changed a little bit more toward like the finance side because you know I'm I'm good at I'd say that I, I have a pretty strong understanding of entrepreneurship marketing management all of those things but the finance side is kind of where I struggle a little bit so it, whether it be a finance major I'm actually I'm thinking about possibly doing an economics major now because I, I think at a very macro level and I see economics kind of doing that for me, um, but. But yeah, I guess that would kind of be my plan. In addition to uh, starting to, I, I, use, I use YouTube a lot. Um, like I think that you can pretty much learn anything that you want to learn on the internet. Uh, so use your resources. And, and I think that I, I, I'm going to try to, and I have been trying to learn more things about general accounting and finance kind of on YouTube.
1: Awesome. It's great stuff. Great stuff. Um, I know on the kind of a second portion of the past few episodes we've talked about, um, you know, outside of time management is we talk a lot about goal setting. And we find that goal setting can be, you know, very important, keeping the, um, you know, your big goal, eventually you want to accomplish something major. And, you know, sometimes it can be a little tough to decide what the big goal is. And sometimes people get discouraged on how to essentially reach that larger goal. So, what is your philosophy on you know how you set goals personally and how do you create milestones for yourself to kind of monitor your progress to accomplish that goal?
0: right, so as cliche as it may sound, and as you hear in school and stuff like have you guys heard of like smart goals right mm-hmm. so, that's, I'll okay. so so um so you know as sometimes as as corny as they may sound, it works. And so I think that writing goals down is the biggest thing, because if you don't write them down, then you might be thinking about it for for a couple days or so, but then you just start getting back and reverting back to your normal routine and you just kind of forget about your goals. So I think that writing goals down is huge. Writing goals down is huge for me. I found that that works pretty well. Um, Writing goals down... And I try to think when I go to bed every night, I try to think about what I, I try to reflect in my head. And I, I think another thing that I'm going to try to start doing is starting to, to jot some things down and starting to, to log a little bit what I do each day. Um, but also kind of thinking about my big macro goals and my micro goals and what I can do each and every day to work towards both of those goals. So that, that's kind of what I would think on, on goal setting
2: right um and uh another question we wanted to ask you is um what this is kind of a hard question to define but what what is one of your goals a year from now
0: so would that be uh with the ketchup business or personally or both or
2: uh personally personally like what is one of the things that you look forward to doing every day to accomplishing a year from now
0: um well, to be honest, I look forward to working on Catch-a-Please every day. And I don't view, neither Evan and I view Catch-a-Please as like a lifetime or lifelong venture. We're both interested in a lot of different things. And so we view Catch-a-Please as kind of a, a stepping stone, a financial and a education stepping stone toward the next step, toward the next level. And so basically the the goal we have we have goals for a year from now for catch up please. Um but that's kind of closely tied to my personal goals because a lot of my personal goals um on the long term with things that I want to do on the long term are kind of gonna follow catch up please. So it's all about execute executing every single day for catch up please. Now on a more personal level um like i said i need to be more organized that's been kind of hard since i've been putting so much time into both of these businesses but i'm hoping that when once i get to miami and once that we start college and um i'm hoping that i can that i can really work to be a lot more organized and 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 work on time management i'd say that i'm pretty good right now but i'd say that i could be a lot better
2: right and i think college will help you do that you know yeah. with, with the people that are going to surround you and the yep the work that you're going to be also surrounded with. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good goal. Yeah, so for uh, Jen, do you have any, any other questions?
1: I'm listening. Um, I think that one question that I do have for you, Reed, is, you know, I, you're making a pretty, pretty big move from Wisconsin to Florida. Yeah, And, you know, it's it's really far from home. And I know sometimes whenever I'm, you know, away from home or not necessarily in my domain that I'm so used to being in all the time sometimes I may get a little discouraged when I'm not meeting my goals I'm not meeting my milestones every single day to reach that bigger goal now what are some ways that you think that you can maybe um you know some self-motivation things you have for yourself that you know when you feel as though you're not accomplishing that goal as fast as you want to or you know you're not you don't see yourself meeting it within the time that you had originally set for yourself. How would you say you motivate yourself to really
0: just keep pushing? Um, like I said, I think at a very macro level, and I think um, – I don't know. Do you guys watch, like, Gary V content at all? Um, yes. I'm a huge yes. Gary Vaynerchuk fan. I, I watched like, he's, he's – I've been watching him for the past four years, but um, 400 t- trillion to one or, or something. It's like the odds of being a human, like – I just I think about that almost every day and I think about like like this is one life, you know, this is what we got. Like I, I just that's what I think about every single day. And so I want to go all in on the things that I'm passionate about. Every day I don't want to waste my time here on earth. So that that's it it's really as simple as that, you know. Right. Um, I'm super thankful for for the people that I'm surrounded with at this point and the environment that I've been in. And I just wanna kind of use that to my advantage in addition to, to helping other people along the way.
2: Right, I was actually talking to Jalen about this earlier uh, before we jumped on the call. And we were talking, you know, I heard the other day, life, you can make it a movie, right? It's your movie. And mm-hmm. it's your choice to make it an interesting movie or to just be an extra in someone yep. else's movie, right? So you just have to yep. jump in there. And like you said, it's one life. We have to go and do the things we wanna do yeah. and accomplish the goals that we want to accomplish
0: yes even if that means uh a lot taking on a lot more stress and pressure than a lot of other kids um i was explaining to my friend the other night that the the whole stress of it i've been able to handle the stress pretty well and that's that's another thing you can get into but um the the way that i look at it is is when my phone rings from a random number, I need to be on top of everything going on in both the landscaping business and catch up please, not to mention personal. I need to be on top of all of that. So constantly when I'm, whether I'm like mowing a lawn or doing or literally driving, like I'm constantly kind of reflecting and thinking about um, what's going on in the business and what I need to be on top of and what I need to be doing. Okay. Awesome. I love it, man. I love
1: the mindset. I love it. Um, you know, I have a question for you. Um, we're going to bring this interview to, to a close uh, soon, but to anyone, any new kids, any younger students, anyone looking to start a new project or venture or business, what would you offer as a piece of advice for them?
0: Yeah, so a couple things. I would say, first, do it. <laughs> I would say first start because a lot of people, that's that's the biggest issue. A lot of kids will have ideas. Um, I've always said that ideas are cheap. I've never, I'm going to be honest too, I've never really been like necessarily the idea guy. I'm more of like the executor and ideas are literally absolutely nothing without execution. And so I'd say that the first step is actually starting, just starting, just start. Um, Second step, I would say, become very self-aware and know the things that you're good at. And so I've, I've been pretty lucky to find these two business partners over the past um, three, four years. And knowing what I'm good at and knowing what they're good at, like with landscaping, I'm more of the, the business operations, the, the, the business guy in that. And he's more of the, the mechanically inclined uh, project manager, if you will. Um, and with, with, catch up, Evan, it's more of the financial business law. And like I said, finance isn't really my, 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 uh, my strong suit. And I'm more of the marketing management, daily operations of that. But yeah, I'd say finding it, know, know the things that you're good at, don't be afraid to ask for help on the things that you're not. Don't be afraid to go into business with people that are good at it, the things that you're not. Um, and yeah, that, I think that that's pretty much, that's pretty much what I got. Awesome, awesome. awesome, And and, and don't uh, and if anyone listening to this right now, don't hesitate to reach out to me either. I'm always down to chat with anyone, anyone about anything. So.
2: Awesome. And uh, uh, another question we wanted to ask, kind of elaborating on that, uh, what is one book that you would recommend to listeners or that has influenced you greatly? Um.
0: Yeah, so I was, gonna, I was just gonna grab it, but it's called "Stillness Is the Key" by Ryan Holiday. "Stillness Is the Key" by Ryan Holiday, and so he basically—I'm not sure if you guys have heard of this book, but um, he was on—he was on the Gary V uh, YouTube series, and and I and it, so that's how I got introduced to him. But he's basically all about how all of the greats, um, whether they be ancient. Greek philosophers or professional athletes or artists all of these greats have found stillness and so stillness is when you're working or you're operating and it's going real slow so it's like it's like us doing this interview Um, and I think that all three of us have found some level of stillness so it's basically your questions come in super slow to me you know what I mean it's like it's like when when i'm a I'm a big baseball fan, it's like when someone's hitting four hundred over the past ten days or so, like they're in the say they're in the, they're just in the zone like that those pitches look like mattresses coming in that's stillness right there, and so that's that's what the the entire book is about. It's about um knowing when to relax, knowing when to not overwork yourself um the people to surround yourself with so I don't read a lot, to be honest, but I saw this book on the Gary Vee thing, and I, I ordered it off Amazon. And it's definitely worth the read. I would recommend that to anyone who's who's listening right now.
1: Awesome, awesome, man! Awesome. I think it was a great interview. You know, we were really, really happy to uh, that you were, you know, joined us today, and really gave you know a lot of insight into you know the ways you've managed your time, some motivation things, some goal setting. And I wrote a lot of things down. I'm you know, learning from you. And you know, I mean, I love your shirt. Actually, yeah. Where yeah. can you we know, find those shirts, and where can we follow you on social media? How yep. can we connect with you?
0: Yeah. So first, I'll go over uh, our our business um, accounts. So on Instagram, we are our landscaping business is Lock Lane Services. So L A A K, L A N E Services. Um, we do a lot of cool before and after pictures on there that you can check out. Uh, our catch-up please. Um, account is at kp ketchup kp ketchup and our website for ketchup please is kp my personal instagram account is at reed Kastner lang all one word r-e-e-d-k-a-s-t-n-e-r-l-a-n-g um, connect with me on linkedin if you'd like text me at 262-443-0249 i'm an open book uh email Lang 44 at com. so so yeah connect with me
2: perfect and we'll we'll, li- we'll link to some of those in the description yep.
0: all right i'll so awesome. think reach you awesome but yeah
2: this is a great interview i really got a lot of insight from you uh, a lot great. of great topics we talked about
0: yeah thanks super so grateful much to have you here it. yeah and Thank i'd you. love to do it again at some point too absolutely
1: We'll connect uh, when we get down to miami for sure <laughs> awesome for sure. All right, Next Level Development listeners, thank you for tuning in. And as we love to say, stay hungry, stay humble, stay focused, and we'll see you again soon.